0: that we're connected to, and, uh, and they're amazing men and women of God, and uh, we're so glad for them to be able to be with us today and share their hearts with you, and so let's stand up, let's all stand up, and let's welcome Ralph and Inger Beisler with us today, praise God.
1: This morning. Yeah. Wasn't that wonderful, that worship? Wow. Imagine what it's going to be when we get to heaven. Huh? Can you imagine it's going to even be better than that? (laughs) I know it will. (laughs) Oh. I want to let you in on a little secret. I'm God's favorite. Really? I'm so glad when people say, well, I am too. How many know they're God's favorite? All right. Every single one of us. Isn't that wonderful? That really, truly is. And you know, God was just saying to me this morning that When he looks at you, he sees that hidden secret treasure that he's deposited in every single one of you. So please, see yourself the way Papa God sees you. Because you're beautiful. And you're precious. Even you guys are beautiful. (laughs) you're handsome to him (laughs) anyway I'm going to read to you Ephesians and this must be God's word for you this morning because Pastor Doug mentioned it I think it was mentioned again over the worship this morning anyway it's one of my favorite scriptures It's a small print, so bear with me here. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name. Each one of us derives our name from heaven. And I pray... Out of his glorious riches, you may be strengthened with his power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love will know the depth and the height and the width and the length May you have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp. I'm going to repeat this again. How wide and deep. Hey. We want to go deeper into his love, don't we? You know, he showed us how deep his love is. But there's more. There's more. So we just say, take us deeper, Father. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge. That's the key. That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. So let it not just be head knowledge, but come and enter our hearts. Come and visit with us so we could experience you, the reality of who you are. because it will change us. Change us. And we can go out and share your love with others who so desperately need it, Lord. So we thank you that this is a desire of your heart that you're putting into our hearts. We praise you. We praise you. For your loving kindness and your faithfulness. Amen.
2: Amen. Okay, I can turn that off.
0: <laughs>
2: Good morning, everyone. It's kind of loud. <laughs> um as uh, Pastor Doug mentioned, uh, Inger and I are the regional leaders for a network of churches called Partners in Harvest, which was birthed out of the, the revival that happened in Toronto in 1994, and uh, it's it, it's a, a network of and a family of independent churches. We are not a denomination, and we don't want to be a denomination, and we want each church to have its own identity and each community to have their own uh, expression of uh, how God is moving in their midst. And uh, we were first exposed to it in 1995 and since then have traveled all around the world. And as I walked in the door this morning, I've been asking, as I often do, as Rifle mentioned that he does as well, he asked the Lord to give him some revelation as to how, what to say. I have some notes planned for this morning as to what to speak about, but uh, sometimes um, I I get sidetracked. So bear with me a little bit. But as I walked in the door this morning, the Lord just downloaded uh, an impression of Turkey. uh, The country of Turkey to me. We had, a few years back, had been in Istanbul... Izmir, Ephesus, Gaziantep, Turkey, and we had uh, worshipped and done uh, some conferences with Pastor John Arnott from Toronto in uh, churches in Istanbul and uh, Izmir. And as I walked into this building this morning, all of a sudden it was like I was I was back in Turkey. It was the strangest thing. I was transported back. And so um, what's happening right now in Turkey, and we have a little church up in Hyde Park, New York, uh, and we've been contributing to some of the partners' churches in Turkey. There's a great influx of Syrian refugees coming into Turkey, Uh, people who have been displaced. uh, They're impoverished. They're... And they're primarily Muslims. And, uh, and the Christian churches there are, are trying as best they can to provide shelter and food and clothing for these uh, refugees. And it's not done with the, with the intent of, of uh, proselytizing uh, them to become Christians. It's done with the intent of loving them. and And showing them the love of god, so i 'm wondering, is there anyone and and interesting that Inger chose Ephesians to read from because that that city is adjacent to Ismir Ismir is the current modern city of smyrna and and uh, Ephesus, the two books out of the, uh, two cities out of the book of revelations and uh, uh, Paul's prayer to the Ephesians is that they, they might know the height and the depth and the length and the breadth of the love of God and how much more can we, we show our love to those who are displaced and hungry and without clothing. Some of these, these Syrians come back in, they come into Turkey, they do become Christians and then they go back into Syria and preach the gospel to their countrymen. It's, it's unbelievable. We, in America, we, we have... A, I'm not sure we have an understanding of, of what's happening in the rest of the world. You know, we, we, have, we are so blessed in this country. We can come here and worship uh, on a Sunday morning, a Saturday morning, any time of the week that we want. And uh, that's not true in most of the world. And yet, God is moving throughout the world. And he's revealing his love to those throughout the world. And that's you and me. So is there anyone here who really has a a turkey on their heart? No? Okay. If there's anyone that has a... I really feel that there's somebody here that has a, a missions... Urging to, to the turkey. Do you really? That's that's part of your heart. Let's let's just join together a moment and just pray for the yeah. for the nation of Turkey. Mm-hmm. Father, I, we. you said that your kingdom is here and that we're to tell the world that your kingdom is here to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to clothe the poor, to cleanse the leper and to raise the dead, Lord. Father, there are your people in in Turkey right now that are doing just that. Father, and we just ask that your presence would be with them, your Holy Spirit would empower them and strengthen them and we bless them, Lord. And, and however you would lay it on our hearts to help in that ministry, Lord, give us opportunity uh, to be an expression of your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, do you guys know a song called Oh Happy Day? you know that uh, at the end Jason at the end of the service you think it would be possible to sing that one uh, or to do that one I love that song anyway because it's all happy day everything's happy day I get emotional about some things but it's a happy day course, we read the end of the book and and his kingdom is here uh, in September 11th 2001 I was a Supreme Court judge in the state of New York, and I was uh, the senior judge in the county that I lived in, which is Dutchess County, New York. And uh, as you know, September 11, 2001 is when uh, the World Trade Center was uh, struck by airplanes and the Pentagon was struck by the airplanes, and approximately 3,000 people lost their lives but it was unfolding on that day and many of us were in shock. We didn't understand what was going on. We didn't believe it was happening and yet it was this tremendous tragedy. And uh, as a result of that, the court administration in New York asked that we would uh, hold a special meeting Uh, in the central courtroom in Dutchess County, in each of the counties of New York. And the judge, the senior judge of each county, would preside at this. And and this was really interesting. They said that we would say a prayer, which is, you know, uh, kind of unusual in a government center today. And so on Friday of that week, uh, the World Trade Center, I believe it was on a Tuesday, when that happened and on Friday of that week uh, I I sent out a notice to all of the local courts and asked and told them that we were going to have this uh, session in the courthouse and that they were welcome to come and uh, it was a Friday afternoon Now, normally on a Friday afternoon in a government center you could shoot a shotgun off and not hit anybody but that courtroom was packed it was probably twice the size of this this room it was and the only complaints i had were some people who hadn't gotten notice of it and weren't able to come and so we we prayed the the 23rd psalm we we sang uh, god bless america there was a there was a, a need in the people to connect with something more than themselves in the face of such an unexplainable tragedy. And <coughs> that, that need in the, in the face of tragedy also translated to uh, prayer tables being set up in lower Manhattan. And uh, people were flocking to churches. I think the statistics were that church attendance went up by 60, 70 percent, it was unbelievable. People were going to church because they couldn't explain in their own being why people, why such an unnecessary expression of hatred could occur in the United States. It occurs all the time in many places. And, Unfortunately, since then, there's been more of, of those sort of events. And every time that happens, people come to church. And then, a month or two later, they don't come to church. And it, and it occurred to me that we Christians, and we're missing something here. The Bible says that we have the words of eternal life and yet somehow we're not communicating the, the words of eternal life to those people that are coming and looking for words of eternal life i'm going to am going to preach to myself this morning because <laughs> this your congregation your community i'd like to call it is such a mature and i and i mean this sincerely you're You're such a mature group of people, and so it's such a blessing to be in this place and I'm humbled that i that you've given me an opportunity to speak to you and I need to hear the message I'm about to speak to you so uh, and it it's okay to laugh, joke, throw water at me, whatever you wanna do uh, because uh we're going i'm I'm gonna speak about something I think is is really on my heart and probably on the hearts of some of, or others of you. That's, there's a scripture in John 17 where uh, Jesus is praying what we often call a high priestly prayer. It's just before he goes off to, to be crucified. And he's praying to the Father and he says, this is eternal life. He defines eternal life for us. So often, we don't understand what eternal life is. He says eternal life, we think it's the sweet by and by and little angels singing and floating on the clouds and stuff. That's not eternal life. He says eternal life is that you may know the Father and the one who the Father sent. That's eternal life for us to know him, the Father, and the one who the Father has sent, Jesus. And then he goes on to pray more in that in that uh, chapter, John 17. And this is where I want to get to, because this is where I want us to go. At least I want to go. I've sat in groups of pastors and, and uh, believers and and they say, "Where do you want to be in five years?" Or, "What's on your heart?" And where do you want to go to?" And the pastors always say, "I want a bigger church, I want more parking, I want a <laughs> basketball court, you know. And <laughs> I've been saying lately, "I want to be one with Jesus." And, and, I, I, and that's the cry of my heart. I, I haven't gotten there, but he said I could get there. And it's in, it's in this, what's called the High Priestly Prayer, where Jesus talks about that. He says to the, for the disciples, and, and it's in John 17. You're welcome to read it. It's in this book here. He says for the disciples, now that's the 12 that were with him at that time. He prays, Holy Father, this is, i um, to start at verse 11, or it's in verse 11. Holy Father, protect them, the disciples, by the power of your name, the name that you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one meaning Jesus and the Father are one. This is, this is the theology of the triune God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, which to the world is a stumbling block. How can three gods be one? And he says, right there, Jesus says, the Father and I are one. I want to be able to do that to say that the Father and I are one. Jesus also said, I, I can do nothing on my own. All, anything I do, I can only do as I see the Father doing it. Everything I say, I can only speak as I hear the Father speaking it. Wow. That's where I want to be sometime. And that's where I'm, I'm, I, I've got to a work against some of the flesh, but that's a whole nother sermon. I've got to work against some of the flesh. Is this the purpose? Because I can't wave my hands with this. We're good? Okay, we're good? Maybe I should just put this down and yell at you for a while, you know. Anyway, he's talking about the disciples. Now, there's a whole, there's a whole uh, theology in, in the Christian church saying that at the end of the apostolic age, the apostles, all of the gifts of the Holy Spirit stopped. And, and the Bible was created, and that was the final word of God, and God no longer speaks to us. The Bible is the beginning and the end of all of the revelation that God will ever give to us. The devil can continue to speak to you, but God can't, according to that theology. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if that comes from this part of that uh, scripture, but Jesus goes on. He doesn't stop with his requesting to the Father that the disciples and he would be one. He goes on and in uh, 1720 and you know what, I really want you to, to take the time, not right now but I'm going to read this to you uh, but go home and take a look at this scripture and Jesus is praying and I, I've often felt that if Jesus prays, it probably gets answered <laughs> it's a good bet there, right? that that Jesus' prayers were being heard by the Father, because he and the Father were one. He also prayed, Father, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So much of our focus is on what's going to happen in heaven. It's happening right here on earth. The kingdom of heaven is here. Pastor Doug said it... it, it says, the kingdom of heaven is near. I used to think that in, that was referring to time, that it was a, a time concept, that it's near in time. No. It's right here. I can touch the kingdom of heaven right here. The kingdom of heaven is here. We can reach into it. And as we reach into it, there's no more pain, no more sorrow, There's healing. There's words of life. There's words of knowledge. There's all of the fruit of the Spirit. It's right there in the kingdom. And it's right here. Mm -hmm. Now, it gets even better. 17, verse 20. My prayer is not for them alone, meaning the disciples. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That's you and me. That's us. That's all the generations since Jesus went to be with the Father. That's us. He's praying for us. And his prayer is that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I in you, May they also be in us, in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I've heard many people preach that that means that the church would be one, that there would be no more uh, denominations of the Christian expression. That's, that's an understandable interpretation of that. And, and I would pray that someday that happens. I'm not saying it, but I pray that someday it happens. I think, I think the more obvious expression there is that we would be one with the Father. We would be, individually, we would be one with Jesus. We would be one with the Father. We would be one with the Holy Spirit. So that, It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. I am one with the Father. I am one with Christ. I am one with the Holy Spirit. Every one of us in this room, as Inger said, what did you say, that you're you're God's favorite? Grab that one. Take that one with us today and, and and let that sink into our spirit. I'm not saying that we're going to understand it mentally because she read out of that letter to the Ephesians that you may know the height and the depth and the length and the breadth of the love of God that surpasses knowledge. It says that you may know it Not in your mind, not in your mental, that we may know that in our heart, in our emotions, that we may may experience God, experience the love of God in us, that we may become an expression of the love of God, that we may be the love of God, that we may be the love of God. wow and then I know Pastor Doug told me that he has he's preached recently about the, what the definition of love and in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 love is patient love is kind love is long suffering that's who we become when, when we become one with the Father and we become one with Jesus. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as... (coughs) that you love them even as you loved me. Jesus asks the Father to demonstrate that he loves you and me to the same degree that he loves Jesus. And Jesus said, I am going to the Father so that you may do even greater works than I have
0: done.
2: We may do, and Jesus did some pretty awesome things. (laughs) He opened blind eyes. He cleansed the leper He fed the 5,000. He raised the dead. He spoke life into a world that was so dark. He brought light into a world that was so dark. Through love that was full. Through the love of the Father that was in Him because the Father loved Him so much and He loves us he loves us as much as he loved Jesus. Whoa! I mean, these are the words of eternal life. He loves every one of the people out there. He loves the people that flew that airplane into the World Trade Center. He loves, he loves the people that are being persecuted in Syria. He loves the persecutors in Syria. He loves the Muslim. He loves the Jew. He loves the Gentile. The Father loves all of this creation. He's in the process of redeeming his creation. And he wants to use us to help him in that process. And, he, and it's not going out and telling him, if you don't accept Jesus, you're going to hell. That's not what Jesus preached. He fed the hungry. He said, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the good news. What's the good news? God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. He did not come to condemn the world, but to save it. Yes. And, as, and as we walk forth in the same love that Jesus walked forth in, We can transform this world. It would no longer be people coming into a church and then staying for a month or two and then leaving again. The church would begin to go out to the people and to love them. And to love them. Not to preach to them. Not to condemn them. Not to scare them. To love them. Perfect love casts out all fear. We love because He first loved us. Each one of us here has has that in us, because the Father loves us as He loved Jesus. Wow. And I'm just I'm, I'm just going to wrap it up. I'll just, I can't. I have to keep going with that scripture. <laughs> Uh, Verse 24, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory. The glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. That's the kingdom of heaven. The glory of God is the creation as it was intended to be. If that one right. yeah, that's what the glory of God is, the creation as it was intended to be. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you. and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me, may be in them. There he says it again. The same love that that the Father has for Jesus can be in us. And that I myself, that I myself may be in them. So now he brings it full circle. Not only the Father, but Jesus. And then in other scriptures he tells us he's leaving us the Holy Spirit. Who will be in us? So now we have three expressions of the Godhead in us the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And even greater things will we do than He has done. These are the words of eternal life. And it's not just us, we're not special. Well, we are special, but (laughs) Inga just said we're his favorite. But every his whole he wants to redeem his creation. He wants to he wants his glory to show throughout the world, whether it's in Turkey, whether it's here in Richmond, Virginia. Whether it's in New York or, or Russia or you know, Inger and I have traveled all over the world. We've seen Nigeria, Italy, Russia, Ukraine. It's God's expression of love it can be brought all over the world. It's not just here in church, and and we're carriers of it now. I want to I just want to do a little demonstration for you of of what this looks like. So, Elizabeth, I'm going to I'm going to have you stand. You're a you're a good Christian lady, right?
0: Okay. No, stand,
2: stand right here. Right
0: here.
2: Now, uh, I need someone that's going to represent the Holy Spirit. And Nicole, I'm going to ask you to do that. And then I, I need someone to represent Jesus. Rifle, come on up. And then I'm going to, I'm going to ask Pastor Doug to represent the Father. Come on up. I want the three of you to stand around Elizabeth. Just stand around. That's exactly right. I. I I want a group hug now. I want a group hug. The three of you hug. That's that's a representation of who we are. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one with each one of us. Now, is there somebody in here who has pain in their body right now? Wow, this is a healthy group. (laughs) What's your name, Sam. Sam? Where's the pain? Are you experiencing one now? Is there any way that... I one last yeah. Is there any way that if someone prays for you, that you'll know that that you've been touched by the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Yeah? Right now?
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Well. Elizabeth. Hold. Just touch Sam. Rifle, put your hand on Elizabeth's hand. Nicole, put your hand on Elizabeth's hand. Pastor, put your hand on Elizabeth's hand. And now, Elizabeth, pray for a healing for Sam. happening. You're not feeling anything. Well, that's because you don't have any pain.
0: <laughs>
2: Why do you think of that? Yeah, that's right. Okay. You're good. You're good with that. Yeah. That makes sense to you. Amen. Yeah. So you. So we're going to claim the healing for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. See, when, when Elizabeth prays, when you pray or I pray for someone, we're not praying alone.
0: Yeah. Right.
2: We have the Father. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the Son. All, all of them are, are, in our, are in us. And as we lay our hands on someone, is there anyone else actually with pain? I want to know physical pain in their body right here, right now. You know, bad knee. I always I, I so with bad knee. Yes, sir? Bad knee. Bad knee? Okay. And you have pain right now. Yep. What? What can't you do?
0: Just, it's Can, just constant. I mean, there's really not a thing I can't do, but
2: it's just constant so, pain. So how are we going to know if that pain's not there anymore? <laughs> the good way. <laughs> You're going to know it. It doesn't. You're going to know it. And, uh, yeah, I'll know it. Okay, let's do this again, Elizabeth. All right, now Elizabeth put, puts her hand on, on. What's your name? Rich. Rich. Elizabeth puts her hand on Rich, but you three put your hand on Elizabeth. Okay. Let your healing come, pal. Shut No more pain, Father. The kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of Heaven, right now. <laughs> wow, Jesus! How we doing, Rich? Mm.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, a little bit more. Come, Holy Spirit. How are we doing? Come on. Come on. You're bending your knee. You know, Scripture says that Jesus healed all who came to him. There wasn't two or three that left in pain. He healed everyone. And if he's in us, and the Father's in us, and the Holy Spirit's in us, then what would the results be if we pray that his love, that his love would be manifested in the person we're praying for? Okay, Rich. We need a testimony here. He's, either he's mad at us or he's doing good on a, on a scale on a scale of 1 to 10 what are we talk about an 8 an 8 better Whoa! come, come on back here <laughs> come on back you know Elizabeth don't sit down now you're the president <laughs> God's, God's not an eighty percent God. Amen. Let's let's pray again. Lay your hand on Elizabeth. Because she's the creation. Shabbat. Shalalabashandaya. All pain gone now in the name of Jesus. Whoa. All the pain be gone in the name of Jesus. the power of God. It's not, it's not Elizabeth's faith. It's not Rich's faith. It's the power of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that are healing. Okay. Jesus didn't pray for hours at a time. He would just say, be healed. So, Rich, be healed. Now, Let's see what we got now. Okay. Well, we're amen. Hallelujah. we have the words of eternal life. We we have the kingdom of heaven right in us. We have the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We touch people and they're healed. We speak words of life into people and they're transformed. We tell them what the Father thinks of them. That he loves them unconditionally. That you, they don't have to repent first and, or walk around beating themselves in chains. Father loves them just as they are. He actually loves them so much that he doesn't want to leave them in the place where they're walking away from him. Hallelujah. He does that too. <laughs> He's the only one, actually, that can jesus saves but he saves through love it was love that put him on the cross it was love that held him on the cross and it was love that raised him from the dead it's love so thank you father so if anyone uh, we, i was trying to actually i'd like the worship team to get up there and play oh happy day I'm, going to, turn it, I'm going to turn it back over to Pastor Doug. Okay. We're going to, um, I know that
0: uh, Ralph really desires to pray for some people and stuff, but we want to receive a love offering
1: for Ralph and Ingrid this morning. Bless